Hey, good morning. This is Julie Nearing Realtor. This is Real Estate Ramblings podcast number three, I believe. I am still new to this podcast thing, and it's very odd to be giving a monologue instead of having this having a conversation with somebody else. So I know sometimes I probably don't sound as exciting as I feel inside, but I'm working on it. Practice. It all takes practice. Okay, so I just wanted to do a quick little podcast on what I experienced the other day with a closing of a HELOC. I had um, gotten a HELOC on my primary residence uh, to, to have some extra funds available to purchase some sort of investment property. And uh, towards you know the end of the process, the loan processor asked me, do you want to go to the local branch or do you want to do an e-close? And so I said, well, that's the e-close. I'm assuming it's virtual. It sounds amazing. I don't have to leave my house. Let's, is that what it is? She's like, yes, you can schedule a date and time and all you need is a computer with Google Chrome and a camera, you know, webcam. So I said, great, let's do that. So of course the closing happens, you know, the other day it's four o'clock. It was on a Wednesday. And either my computer is getting old and it's slow or my internet is slow, but the thing took like 45 minutes. I think I told the woman on the other end that I should have gone to the branch. But anyway, so this, um, this notary calls you up, she sends you a link, you know, you, you join into this web conference with the notary on your laptop and she goes to this, the, the closing documents, you know, it's all, it's all automated where you just tap you know, click these little icons to sign the paperwork and all of that. And it was pretty cool. She said, normally it takes 15 minutes. Like I said, mine took 45. Um, And it didn't really work that well for me. I would definitely next time opt to go to the branch because it was frustrating. And one of the most frustrating parts is it's it's this webcam. So you see the video of your your own face, like looking back at you. And that's just kind of weird. I don't want to look at my own face most days, but you know, had to sit there for 45 minutes. You know, I'm checking my hair. You know, I'm like, God, I look weird. I'm making facial expressions. And thank God the lady was focused on her computer and she wasn't looking at me. But by law, they have to record, I guess, the closing when it's an e-closing. So that's why we both were on video. Anyway, it's a, it's a great alternative. If you have a great connection, if you have, you know, some really fast equipment, I recommend that. If you don't, I would just recommend going to the branch. But I use Webster Bank. I try to use them for a lot of my home stuff if I can. I have some, I've had accounts with them for years. Uh, I did have another HELOC with Webster. So that was good. My original, I'll tell you though, my original process was to get a HELOC on one of my rental properties. I owned this rental property in an LLC for years. And so I, quit claimed it back into my name on deed and I applied for HELOC. This was probably six, this is probably like eight months ago. So Webster Bank comes back to me and they said, you know, I tell them, well, I know I can't close a HELOC, you know, in my business name. But so I put it back in my personal name. So she said I needed some title seasoning and that I wouldn't, I would have to wait. I couldn't remember what the time frame was. Three months, six months, whatever. So I couldn't get a HELOC back then 
when I really wanted to. So I applied again after the new year and after I had my tax returns done. That's important. I purchased two houses last year. So I didn't show, I couldn't show income on them yet. So I had to wait also for the tax, you know, the tax year to pass, get my returns done. And so now I have it at least on the returns that I have investment property and I can show that I have income coming into the house. Otherwise it just looks like excessive debt. You know, if you don't, if you don't have that on the return. So I applied for the HELOC. <clears throat> it was actually really quick. It was wonderful. And <clears throat> the original woman I spoke to, excuse me, <clears throat> or the person I spoke to said, hey, you know, we know you have a HELOC on your primary residence. It's for X amount. If you want, we can just try to increase that line. So I had my original HELOC was, um, I got that a few years ago because I, I um, it was my down payment on another rental property I bought. So that draw period was for 10 years, but what they were able to do was they were able to double my, my line of credit and they gave me a 30 year draw period. And so this, this, I cannot tell you how happy it made me because not only can I access this money at any time, we've now closed the loan, so it's my, all mine. Of course, you only pay what you take out, you know, and it's, I think it's, it's even interest only until the maturity date, the 30 year mark. So I can just, you know, take stuff out, take something out, for example, put it on a house, do some repairs, flip it, and I can pay myself back on that HELOC and then all that money becomes available again. So it's sort of like this rubber band, you know, line of financing for me, which is great. You know, you just take it out, pay it back, take it out, pay it back. That's if you're not doing a buy and hold. If you're doing a buy and hold, once you're, you know, then you're going to have that money tied up for a, a much longer time than if you're just kind of flipping some things. Uh, so let's see. So that was interesting. I'm going to give you an update on my postcards. I sent out about 700 postcards, probably going on six weeks now, five weeks, and I haven't heard anything from the postcards. That was only round one, so I have to start gearing up to do round two. Um, I do have to go to Vistaprint and buy my new postcards. I have to replenish my supply because I ran out of those. I think I bought, I think I bought like 800 or I don't know. I do have a couple left over. I have a little stack. I just need to get some more to do round two. Uh, so that's in the works. And let's see what else. So I'm going to look at a house today. Found it on Craigslist. It's in my neighborhood. I want to stress the importance. That don't overlook Craigslist. Because there's a lot of potential deals on Craigslist. There's a lot of for sale by owners. There's a lot of wholesalers that are offering properties on Craigslist. And every time I mention Craigslist, people think of, you know, like the prostitution scandals that they've had for years, but they don't even have personal ads anymore. But anyway, it's a great little marketplace um, for all sorts of things, not just properties, but I think it's a great resource for, for sale by owners and wholesale properties. I actually found a two family on Craigslist, probably, this was probably three years ago. It was in my town also, which is sort of unheard of. And it was affordable. And 
I had just, you know, connected with the seller. I said, hey, I'm looking to sell, to buy. You know, would you sell it to me for this, whatever. I live in town. I'm a realtor, blah, blah. Uh, I want to expand my portfolio. And so initially she said, yeah, they would consider it. But then they pulled back. She said her husband wasn't ready to sell. I said, okay, fine. Keep me in mind. Definitely interested. You know, any properties that are close to where I live are ideal, especially in multifamily. In my town, it's Farmington. It's a higher end town. There's not a lot of multifamilies. So people usually buy the multifamilies and they end up being owner occupants, I think, where they can just live in one side and, you know, live basically rent free while the tenant pays their rent. Um, and there's a couple of multis in town, but like I said, they just don't come on the market. You know, they're just golden. You can get some pretty decent rents in Farmington and Unionville. And it's just a really great place to invest. Taxes are low. So I love it. Anyway, so she says she's not ready. I said, okay, keep me in mind. And I never even imagined I would really even hear from her again. I did plan on reaching out in the spring. We decided that this spring, you know, maybe we'll connect. So I end up, let's see. So I think I was talking to her in the summer. And I want to say she reached out to me in the, like September, September hey, are you still interested in buying the house? We are going to sell it. And I was like, absolutely, I want this house. And she said she had somebody else looking at it, blah, blah. And ironically, I had just, I had a HELOC that I closed, my first line of credit on my primary residence. I had closed that at the end of the summer, like August. So I actually had this, these, the down payment like ready to go. So we closed that, and I think I, I think I did a buying it or closing on it in January of that year. First or second week in January. I cannot stress the importance of being prepared. You know, when, once you get something and you're settled down, think about what your next move is going to be and start preparing yourself, whether it's educating yourself on something, whether it's networking and making connections, or whether it's just securing financing. You In this market, you know, as being an investor, you have to be ready to go at all times. So check Craigslist. Don't overlook it. There's Facebook Marketplace also. I haven't seen too many deals on Facebook Marketplaces, Facebook Marketplace. I see a lot of deals through my investor and wholesaler groups on Facebook. You know, I'm connected that way, but the Marketplace, I mostly see rentals and stuff like that. I use Facebook Marketplace to market my rentals as well as Craigslist. Um, so just don't underestimate those. Anyway, tonight I'm going to go look at a house. I found it on Craigslist. It's a wholesale deal. <clears throat> it's in my neighborhood and it's being wholesaled by an investor out of South Carolina. So apparently the original owner has moved to South Carolina and he has a, he has an under contract with the owner. So he posts it Craigslist. I jumped on that because it's a ginormous house. And for the price he's asking, I think there's some there's some growth in there. So I'm going to look over there. Today, there's tenants in the house. So, of course, anytime you deal with tenants in the house, it's kind of iffy because they're the ones who are going to let you in. You know, it's not a seller who's going to let you in. It's not a real estate agent. It's like you have to go through the tenants. Tenants are also a wonderful uh, source of information. You know, so you want to befriend the tenants. You want to find out if they're there when you know you look at the house you want to find out what they like about the house what they don't like about the house does the house not heat 
heat up enough? Is it drafty? Are there any leaks? Um, you know, what doesn't work? What does work? So you're going to get a lot of information from somebody who's been living there for last year rather than a wholesaler for sure. Um, or the owner of the house who's no longer living there. You know, he might know, it happens to be owned by a guy, so he might know, you know, what it was like to live there five years ago, but, you know, the current condition is important to get from the tenants. You know, mechanicals, you know, do they get enough hot water? Like, how's their, this one's well, so it has the well water taste, all that sort of thing. How are the neighbors, blah, blah, blah. So I'm gonna meet today uh, with the tenants and look for this, do a little walkthrough on this house around 1215. I'm really excited because, like I said, it's close. It's off market, right? It's not on the MLS. I consider anything not on the MLS off market. So even if they're sale by owner, I don't really consider it on the market because you're not marketing to the masses, you know, through the giant real estate network of the MLS. Um, but I'm definitely interested in checking it out. It's a huge house. I'll definitely report back on that. All right, well, this is Julie Nearing. I'm a licensed realtor in Connecticut. Give me a call if you ever need business. 860-778-1263 is my number. I have a website, julienearing.com. That's Nearing, N is a Nancy, E-A-R-I-N-G. julienearing.com. Uh, you can message me through that. And uh, I'll uh, report back. Have a great day.